Welcome to episode four of the Between the Mics podcast. I'm one half of your team, Ty Ferguson. I'm the other half, Austin Smith. And we're here to bring you all of our biased, frustrated opinions when it comes to all things Georgia football. Um, Due to some technical malfunctions and honestly user error, um, we kind of lost episode three, but it's okay. We're just going to go dive right in. This week we're going to recap Arkansas, look forward to a big matchup on Saturday night in Sanford Stadium under the lights against Auburn. For the most part, last Saturday's game was pretty frustrating from a fan standpoint. Definitely, definitely. Uh, There weren't that many positives to really take away from it, especially in the first half. Uh, You looked the QB play out of the starter and Dwan was was pretty atrocious. We didn't help him out much with – my next point, the penalties. Uh, uh, yeah. We had showed a lack of discipline throughout the whole entire game. Uh, I felt like any time we had a big play there in the first half, we shot ourselves in the foot. Um, we also didn't have great care of the ball. We had an interception uh, and also a fumble from James Cook, who I also felt like didn't necessarily have the best game. We can maybe touch on that yeah. uh, a little bit more as we go through. But, yeah, I would say overall, I mean, the second half was an improvement. Yeah, but it's still you're not looking to have good and bad halves versus Arkansas. You're kind of hoping that both of those are going to be good. No, on, I mean honestly, you don't want to disrespect an opponent by Arkansas, but we we touched on it last week a little bit. We've talked about it. They were two and two and ten last year, and they haven't won an SEC game in three years. This shouldn't have been a game that Georgia struggled in with the type of team that we have and the aspirations that we have as a team this year. We have eyes on the bigger goal. We have eyes on the SEC championship, getting back to that playoff. And when you when you struggle with a team and you only put up five points against a team like Arkansas, you have to be really frustrated. And you said it. I mean, the penalties, penalties, penalties. Every time we would take every time we would take a step forward on offense and finally feel like you'd have something going, we'd take two steps back. We'd have a hold. We'd have a false start. We'd have just something that just bit us in the butt and just pushed us back to where we couldn't sustain any drives on offense. And honestly, when you would look at, like you touched on it, inconsistent quarterback play, it's hard to really get consistent quarterback play if you can't get in a rhythm and get something going. We wanted to play fast. We were trying to go in the no huddle. And when you're having penalties like the false starts and the the offsides and holding and everything that we were having you can't get in a rhythm it leads to a lack of confidence where Dewan, first time starter first time he's ever taken a snap in a college game how can you expect him to have any confidence and play with really just play well if he can't get in a rhythm and kirby touched on it but i mean at the same time you gotta i mean stetson had the exact mm-hmm. same you know yeah. circumstances same yeah. teammates uh and he was able to command it better. And some of those penalties can sometimes come down yeah. to the confidence that you have in yeah. your signal caller. So, uh, the thing that honestly shocked me the most and was the most frustrating was the lack of our rushing attack. Mm-hmm. I mean, Auburn, or Arkansas was, I would say, the worst uh, rushing defense in the entire conference last year. It was mm-hmm. like teams ran over 200 yards a game against them, and we're supposed to be typically one of the top rushing teams in the entire country Mm -hmm. and none of our guys could get anything going i think we 
we averaged less than three yards a carry in the game, which is yeah. like unheard of for a Georgia team. Yeah, we ended the game with 121 yards rushing. Yikes. Um, that's not something that's going to get it done in the SEC. It's not something that's going to get it done on Saturday, and it's definitely not going to get us where we want to go. We ended up averaging 2.9 yards on the ground per rush. Yeah, against Arkansas. Yeah, against the team, <laughs> like you just said, gave up 215 yards per game. And I know they have a new defensive coordinator. They kept talking about that throughout the game. Mm -hmm. That doesn't just automatically make everything change like right off the bat. Typically, it's going to take, honestly, the year that you have a new coordinator, you're going to see a lot more of a roller coaster kind of year. So I just, I don't, I hate to say I don't give any credit to them. It's just we didn't play up to our potential. Our offensive line did not get any sort of push against their defensive front. Yeah, and like you just said at the offensive line, it was inconsistent. Um, Trey Hill, he struggled, just struggled, struggled snapping the ball. I mean, we had two bad snaps. We finally got in the first half. We get a drive where we get down to around the 20-yard line, entering the red zone, and bad snap. Dwan can't handle it, goes through his feet. and Kind of. I feel like that was more on Dwan. Yeah. The, the second one was not. But yeah. No, the, the first one, I don't know. I, I, I should be able to trust mm-hmm. my quarterback to move his hand five inches. Agreed. And it is, it's not all on the offensive line. The running backs, well, there were some holes there. If you go back and watch the game, you can, if you really dive into it and take a deep dive and watch it as you're trying to analyze it rather than just a fan and watching the ball and trying to figure out what's going on, there was holes there, and the running backs either didn't make them or the quarterbacks didn't get us in the right spot. Kirby said it best in his press conference yesterday. The running game and an offense in general, it's a team effort. If if the quarterback doesn't get the running back position right, if the snap's off, if the running back doesn't take the right angle, the, every play is designed to go a specific way, and one cog in the operation goes off, it's going to throw the whole play off. Now, I mean, do you think some of that could have had to do with Stetson? I mean, in the second half, the fact that he has more experience and you feel like he's more of the game manager-esque sort of quarterback, mm-hmm. that he was getting guys in the right position, and that's kind of why we settled it into a rhythm? Yeah, I mean, definitely I could see that. I mean, Stetson has more experience than Dewan. He's played in actual college football games, not only at Georgia, but when he was at a junior college in Mississippi. I think – um, Stetson being able to manage the game and knowing where people need to be. I think he was able to put the guys in the right spots. I think he provided a spark, which is the reason you make the move. Um, a lot of times guys don't get pulled. Dwan wasn't playing god-awful. We, I mean, we couldn't get anything going, but I don't think other than a few bad, like, bad throws or the lack of judgment, maybe. I mean, he had a scramble that he went out about a yard and a half short when he could have clearly gotten the first down. I think Dwan didn't do anything by any means to get pulled. We could have kept riding with him, but. Well, and this is the issue, uh, I feel like a larger issue at play. Uh, everybody was super excited, mm-hmm. including us, about the possibility of having a dual threat quarterback. But I don't know how much I really trust Georgia to properly utilize a dual threat quarterback. Mm-hmm. I feel like we had the exact same problems with Dwan mm-hmm. that we had with Justin Fields. In the fact, now I may be wrong, but I watched a good bit of Ohio State uh, games last year, and I just don't feel like they had as many designed runs for mm-hmm. Justin. It was more him 
like, you know, getting the ball in shotgun and then making a decision on whether to throw or a pass. Mm. But it wasn't designed runs for him. And I feel like we always had that for him at Georgia. And then the other day at, uh, with Dwan, it felt like a lot of the plays, they were designed to be runs instead of letting him drop back and then make the decision from there on whether he wanted to pass or run. Yeah, agreed. And we keep going back to it. When you watch what Stetson did when he came in, when he when he wanted to run, it was a quick decision. There was no hesitance. It was he can get the first down with his legs. He's extended plays. He got out and made smart plays when he wanted to run the ball. It wasn't indecisiveness, and we keep coming back to experience, experience, experience. When you have, when you've been in that position and you've played in actual football games, you're going to make those decisions. You're going to make smarter decisions, and I think it's something that Dewan will grow with. I don't think it's the last time we're going to see him on the field by any means. Wouldn't be surprised if he runs out there first on Saturday against Auburn. Oh, so that was my next question. So who do, who do you think is going to be starting this Saturday? Do you think it will be uh, Stetson, Dwan, JT? Because they said they think well, that JT will be cleared this week. But Kirby, you know, he could have just been playing coy. He said he doesn't know how much that will change the reps-wise. Uh, and they seem he seemed to allude to, like, I don't want to say a lack of confidence in JT's knee, but just, mm-hmm. you know, that he's going to have to prove to them that he can – you know, play confidently on his knee. So what do you think is going to happen this Saturday? I think we're going to ride it with the hot hand. Um, our offense really turned it around in the second half when Stetson took over. Um, we put up, what, we had five at halftime. We scored 37, so 32 points in the second half with Stetson. Um, I think that's what we'll ride with. I think Stetson will get the first shot. I think we see DeWan. And I think we'll see JT, depending on how he looks at practice this week. But, I mean... With the way we, with the way our quarterbacks played on Saturday, I wouldn't be surprised if we throw JT out there first and let him get a rhythm. Before he was cleared, you were reading a lot of stuff where he was getting these situational drills where he was running two minute with the off with the first team offense. He was running red zone with the first team offense. You, I mean, he's getting reps. It's not live reps. It's not game reps. But he was getting reps with the first teams. So I think now that he's cleared. He'll get first-team reps in practice this week, which nobody is at practice, but the coaches, especially now that any none of the beat riders can be there because of COVID restrictions. I think I wouldn't be shocked if JT runs out there first. I think we see JT over Dewan, just based off what we saw last week. But I think Stetson will get the first crack at it, and we'll build off of that. Gotcha. Yeah, I mean, I hope it – I would love if it's JT uh... – We've talked this entire offseason since we've acquired him. Mm. I'm very big on JT. Uh, I watched a bunch of those USC games to go to sleep mm-hmm. uh, during his uh, freshman year, and I thought he played great. I know the, the numbers don't really show it, but I don't know, for a freshman, I just felt like he had a really good command of their offense. Mm-hmm. Uh, he maybe trusted his arm a little bit too much sometimes as far as like throwing into double coverage. He had a, some boneheaded plays. But I really think a year of experience can go a long way. And he's obviously got the talent. He was the number three rated quarterback behind Lawrence and Fields coming in, number two pro-style quarterback. And it's not like he's also like a statue. Like he can – he can. I feel like his mobility is probably in the same atmosphere as Stetson's. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I would agree. I think – I'm excited to see what JT's going to be. I'm excited to see what our offense looks like under him. I think he adds another dimension. I think of the three, I think he's probably got the best arm talent. Um, we knock a lot on the Pac-12. Um, people don't really talk about it a whole lot because it's West Coast and 
we're on the east coast so we don't get a lot to watch them a lot like you said most of the time it's on when we're falling asleep but i mean it's a power five conference you're playing teams that are perennial perennial contenders usually with stanford oregon um teams like that like JT got talent and had experience playing against these big time schools. So. Well, yeah, compared to the other guys, Stetson played junior college, mm-hmm. so Pac-12 is better than that. Yeah. Dwan hasn't played against anyone. Carson yeah. hasn't played against anyone. So mm-hmm. when you compare it against that, Pac-12 mm-hmm. competition is better. And you know, I don't hate on the Pac-12 quite as much as everybody else. He played some good defenses, and he took some lumps against those good defenses. I don't think he had a great game against Utah that year and I don't think he had a great game against Cal that year probably the two best defenses in that uh, conference but still experience against them in learning uh, from what you did wrong absolutely another big positive I want to take away from the Arkansas game is honestly special teams play I think agreed yeah it was a big deal when we hired Scott Cochran away from Alabama a lot of people thought he was always been the, the secret cog in the operation at Alabama you hear his workout videos. You I feel hear like his, it's not a secret. It's Saban. Yeah. You hear his hoarse voice. I mean, when Georgia took him away from Alabama this offseason, it was a big deal. I mean, it was national news. And it was really evident right away on Saturday that it was an improvement from where we were. We had a couple kick returns that went deep. One almost went back to the house. If we got, I think we got tackled at like the 45. A couple good special teams plays on punt return. Sound all the way around. Special teams. Watch were, punt too. Yeah, block to punt. Special teams will win you win or lose you ball games if you're really good at it. I mean, you look at these teams that win national championships and do well. I mean, the New England Patriots have been doing it for 20 years under Bill Belichick. They always have have sound special teams. They don't hurt themselves. Solid punting. Jake Camarda had probably the best game he's ever had in his life. Yeah, he's booming, very consistent. Yeah. Booming punts down inside the 20. Honestly. He was the player of the game. Playing really well when our offense was struggling and backed up. And you think that our defense is going to give them, or we're going to give Arkansas a good field position. And Jake Camarda flips the field with a 60-yarder. That's the kind of stuff you need. And it was really evident right away that Scott Cocker was an improvement and will continue to be as the season progresses. Yeah, I felt like he kind of had like... Well, with the move, it was like I saw two different type of reactions. I saw some people like Herb Street, you know, claiming it was like such a big get for us. And then I had other people saying, well, you know, he was the strength coach. He's never been in a coordinator role. Like we have no idea mm-hmm. what sort of uh, the things he'll bring to a table in that sort of position. But it seemed like he was successful right off the bat. As you mentioned, special teams can lead to momentum, and they did on Saturday. We had, I think, a touchdown before. But that blocked punt, I felt like, was some of the biggest momentum changing. Like you said, Jake Kamara, I felt like, kept us in the game there in the first half. He was the only guy playing worth a lick. Mm -hmm. And then, uh, like you said, we kept getting good long returns. So it was a very successful debut for him. And that'll be a really big, if our offense continues to struggle, being able to rely on that a little bit, Mm -hmm. as well as our our defense, that will be able to hopefully keep us in games. I agree. It was definitely a rough one on Saturday. A lot of the times it was really frustrating, but we had a positive second half. Got out of there with a W, which, I mean, years we could have lost it. I mean, yeah, and that's another positive is, you know, as bad as the first half was, something that people have always hated on Kirby for mm-hmm. is not being able to make, uh, you know, adjustments in game. They always said he's a great recruiter, he's not a great in-game coach, and he can't make good adjustments. But we saw a change in quarterback, which changed the title game. Yeah. 
we saw a change in the offensive line where they were lining up. Trey Hill moved from center to guard. Huge plus. Mm-hmm. And so overall, I just felt like those adjustments were kind of what changed the tide there in the second half mm-hmm. to the point where we still had a pretty convincing win there at the end, even if for three for like almost three quarters it didn't feel that way. Yeah, covered the spread. Um, 37-10 over an SEC opponent. We'll take it. But I feel like I, I feel like – we're spoiled. Kirby has ascended our program to such a level that a 27-point win, it's, it's not good enough anymore. And Disagree. <laughs> <laughs> no more big slander here. That was a bad – overall, it was a bad win. That would have been a bad win under Mark Rick. That would have been a bad win under Kirby Smart. That was just – Arkansas was the worst team in the SEC last year. They averaged <laughs> over – allowing over 200 yards per carry. To running backs, we're supposed to be a running back, yeah. or a, like a running team, and for almost three quarters, it was a close game, and for a half, they were ahead mm-hmm. of us. So, mm-hmm. no, that's not Kirby's pulling us. That's just bad football. Our quarterback looked awful. Our offensive line looked bad. The only good part in the first half was, like I said, punting, and especially, and then our our defense did look good, yeah. and they. Uh, Against the run, I, I have faith in our defense to be probably one of the top five units in the entire country, mm-hmm. and I think we have guys that we can cycle in, and that can be true with any guys that are in there. Yeah, Our pass defense also looked good. I'm still somewhat just skeptical of it because I felt like last year, you know, we were the top defense overall in yards allowed last year. But and if you look at our pass defense statistics, and they were really good. But I also felt like we didn't play that many great quarterbacks. And like mm-hmm. when we did, now I mean Joe Burrow tore everybody up last year, a historical season. But we were also supposed to be one of the best defenses in the country. We were supposed to slow that down a little bit, and we didn't. Mm-hmm. So we excelled against teams like A and M and Kentucky. The best defensive performance we had last year was against Florida because Kyle Trask is a really good quarterback. And I mean, we held him in check, but I think he still got his numbers, if I'm not mistaken. So, I was impressed with the defense, even though it wasn't an offense that wasn't too great last year. Uh, But it was led by uh, a multi-year starter in Felipe, and I felt like we held them in check. And our defense really did swarm. I I felt like they were never going to break a a long run on us. Yeah, I agree. We talked about it. Our defense is definitely the strength of the team. We're we're only going to go as far – as our defense can carry us, and I think it's going to have to carry us, especially in the early half of the season, um, until our offense can really find its stride, until we find some continuity quarterback, whether that be JT, whether that be Stetson, or whether we get another shot and it be DeWan. I mean, we've talked about it. Whoever gives us the best chance to win is who I want under center, and I think that's what we're going to get. Yeah, I mean, so. even yeah, even if it's – I mean, Stetson, who's like, the, you know, the – not the shiniest like object in the drawer, but I mean, if that's what's going to get us wins, like you said, and keep us in games and let our, and rely on our defense and special teams, and yeah. you know he did show mobility, he showed accuracy, quick decisions. So it wasn't like he just went in there and did make mistakes. Yeah. He's he's the person who changed the momentum. Yeah, agreed. So now that we can close the book on oh, our and one one more note. Sorry about that. Mm-hmm. In our. Like I guess last week we that podcast didn't necessarily go up or just didn't go up. Uh, we kind of touched on how I guess positive of an impact we thought James Cook was going to have, and I just 
I want to say overall, like even outside of the offensive line, I just didn't feel like – so Zeus kind of got going there in the second half. Mm-hmm. But I feel like James just dropped multiple passes, yeah, uh, yeah. wasn't seeing some holes. So that was just kind of discouraging for a guy who I thought was going to be one of our keyest uh, – or like one of our biggest impact players this year. I mean, it, McIntosh had a good game. It's just – I mean, it could just be, you know, one blip of a game. And Had uh, a big fumble on a drive that we were another – like I said, opened it up. Kicked ourselves in the foot. We finally got a drive going. He fumbled going into their territory about the forty yard line. And like, like I said, it could it could be you know just an absolute fluke, and he's going to have a great rest of the year. And mm-hmm. I, that's what I think it is, and that's what I hope it is. But yeah, it was just kind of something noteworthy of a, as a guy who I thought was going to be one of you know our key contributors. He didn't, I feel like, really contribute all that yeah. much. Agreed. But as, so as as you said, uh, segueing into Auburn. Uh, let's touch on it a little bit and kind of what you're expecting for this Saturday and uh, some key things to watch, you think? Yeah, it's going to be a tough game. Underneath the lights, college game day is going to be there. Kirk Herbstreit and Chris Fowler is going to be on the call. So anytime, anytime they're in town, college game day in general, it's going to be a big one. Um, I think I'm, it's going to be a tough game. Auburn's got a really great defense, as usual. Um, got a solid offense. Um, Bo Nix... Veteran quarterback at this point, returning starter. Yeah. Seth Williams, senior receiver, probably one of the best receivers in the SEC. Made insane catches against Kentucky. Two touchdowns, two in snags that he just caught going yeah, up and getting them. Yeah, that second one was ridiculous. And then Anthony Schwartz, all-world speed, probably the fastest guy in the SEC. They've got some talent on offense. Along with a creative offense. Yes. I've never seen a more creative offense than that. Yeah, uh, anytime you have Gus Mills on offense, it's it's going to be creative. He's yeah. a genius on offense. They hired Chad Morris, former head coach at Arkansas, who's had some high-powered offenses at Clemson, at SMU. Not at Arkansas. No, not at Arkansas, <laughs> but at previous stops. Um, so I'm looking forward to the game on Saturday. Anytime Georgia and Auburn get together, it's a big one. Deep South sold this rivalry. Um, we've dominated it in the, over the last decade and a half. Over the last 20 years, we've won 14 of the last 20, 7 of the last 10. I feel like we've touched on it before as well, just me and you casually talking. The only times they really beat us is when they're in the national championship conversation. They beat us in 2010, and they won the national championship. They beat us in 2014. They played in Florida State for the national championship and probably should have beat them. And then they beat us in 2017 when they played us for the spot in the playoff in the title game. Thankfully, we turned around and won the SEC, beating them in the rematch. But So we've owned the rivalry here lately, but they're always close. Yeah, and it means nothing. Yeah, I mean, we could have won the last 50, and it really means nothing for the next game. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, I mean, it's a new slate, and I doubt the players really care that much. Maybe the guys who've – I bet, you know, the last three years matters more to mm-hmm. them uh, because that's what they've been there for. So – I never really dig too much into that, especially when Florida fans are always rubbing it in our face how dominant they've been against us since the 90s. Uh, but it's fun for us fans as far yeah. as bragging rights go. Uh, it's really close by a lot of people we grew up with were Auburn fans. Yeah. I mean, we know a lot of Auburn fans. They recruit our state. We recruit their state. So, I mean, anytime you have a border rivalry like we do with Alabama, with, with Auburn being in Alabama – it's going to be a big rivalry. Um, Florida's a big rivalry. Just because you border those states, they recruit your state. You run into them on the recruiting trail. You play them every single year. 
their kids played high school football with our kids, stuff like that. Um, anytime you have that, it's definitely going to be a big game. It's definitely going to add a little bit of extra flavor to the game. Um, I look at the game this Saturday, and I expect it to be another close one. Yeah, um, same. Six and a half point favorites at right now could be closer by Saturday. I mean, I think it opened as eight, and now it's at six and a half. So, I mean, the line's closing. So Yeah, they probably replayed the game tape of that Arkansas first half and uh, changed their minds. Like, hey, let's cut this down a point and a half. Yeah, it's, um, been, a, it's been a central topic. But, but I, do think, I do think we match up well with uh, Auburn. I think, you know, their strength uh, last year was a dominant defensive line, and that was one of the things I was least impressed with this week with us was our offensive line. So if we were playing last year's Auburn team, I would have been uh, be a lot more scared. Not saying that you know I don't think we have a chance to lose because I definitely think we do, mm-hmm. but I just I think that'll be uh, a little bit of a better matchup for us this year. So uh, that that one uh, offensive line versus defensive line in the in that regard, I think we'll probably match up pretty well. On the opposite end of the ball, I think I just don't buy as much into all the the bow hop as much as everybody else does. Mm-hmm. I think even though, like I said, I don't completely trust our pass defense. That's when I'm I'm talking about playing the guys like Mac Jones, Kyle Trask. If we got into the playoff, playing one of those guys against someone like Bo Nix, I think we'll match up pretty well uh, on the defensive side of the ball. Now, on the offensive side of the ball, like I said, I think hopefully we'll be able to get back to our strength and running the ball uh, in our offensive line. We'll hopefully be able to get a pretty good push against uh, an Auburn defensive line that's still good but lost their two best players last year. Yeah, and we've touched on it. The two keys that I think it's going to be at this game, quarterback play for Georgia on offense and our, the way it's our defense. I mean – I will take a defensive shootout with any single team in the country. A defensive shootout. Yeah. Well, <laughs> a defensive struggle, I guess, is what I is the better word for it. Um, I'll take our defense over anybody. If somebody wants to say, hey, you're going to play in a 9-6 to six game, a la 2011 Alabama LSU, I'm game for it. I'll, I'll take our defense. Any day of the week, I will choose our defense. Yeah, and especially, I mean – so, like I said, uh, I don't have total uh, – I don't totally buy all the hype on Bo Nix. Uh, I guess it's not as high as it was as this year as it was last year. And then also we talked about one of their game-changing players, Seth Williams. Eric Stokes is probably going to be on him mm-hmm. this week. And then we got other good corners on the other side of the ball for Schwartz. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Kentucky honestly probably should have beat Auburn. If you look at the general stats, they outplayed them. Um, Auburn, it's just turnovers. Auburn won the game 29-13. Kentucky outgained them 384 to 324. Uh, Kentucky had 239 yards passing, had 145 yards rushing. They had three turnovers. They had turnovers. higher time of possession. They, I mean, turnovers will first kill downs. You. Turnovers will kill you. And I look at Auburn's team and I look at their stats from last week. And one thing that bodes well for us, I mean, I think we've got a better defense than Kentucky. Kentucky's got a solid defense. They're a solid team this year, but I think our defense is better. Auburn only ran the ball for 91 yards against them and averaged three yards a carry on 30 attempts. Uh, all, that just screams to me they don't have a difference maker. Carry on Johnson isn't in the backfield. Cadillac Williams isn't in the backfield for Auburn this year. 
Their offensive line probably isn't great. It's probably not the best. It's not the worst, but I think our defensive line is going to be able to make plays and be in the backfield all night long. Yeah, against. same with the linebackers. I mean, and Bo Nix is a returning starter. He's a sophomore, but everybody's feet's going to go a little jittery when he starts getting chased around. So. I think that's going to be the biggest key for us this Saturday is putting pressure on Bo Nix and where our pass defense might be a little shaky. It's it's going to make it better when Bo is make he's not just standing back there and throwing stationary. If he's going to have to be throwing on the move, throwing across his body, making quick decisions and not getting to read and react. I think that's where we're really going to strive this Saturday and where I think we can have a huge advantage. It's a home game. It's not 93,000, probably closer to 20 to 25. So it's not going to be as loud as it would be. I still think being at home is going to help. And I still like the Georgia's chances on Saturday. I'm confident. So I would say I'm less confident than you, but I think that just bodes down to our personality styles. I've always seen you as <laughs> every single Saturday, I feel like you're the most confident person in the world, whereas I, I thought our whole season was gone <laughs> come like 5 o'clock last Saturday. Yeah. Uh, but in another thing that I think will be good is, I mean, and we, we're saying our past defense is shaky. I mean, that's really not the right way to phrase it. We just feel like we haven't seen it against the best competition. It, I mean, the, the counting numbers are good. But mm-hmm. I do think that our linebackers could be the key to this game when you have a guy like Bo Nix who does have that mobile aspect and we have the speed at the linebacker positions that we do. That can always help in that regard. And Nolan Smith, Aziz, really fast guys who can keep who can keep a watch on that stuff, possibly even spy sometimes when they need And honestly, when you watch Bo Nix, a lot of what Auburn really tries to do and – it's partially probably because of their struggles up front on the offensive line. They try to get him out. They try to roll him out, make him throw set throws on the run, running away from pressure. I think we have such great defensive ends, and like you said, Nolan Smith and Aziz Ojolari. I think we're going to really be successful at keeping him in the pocket him. at yeah. where he might not be as confident. He's not... I wouldn't literally label him as a pocket passer. I wouldn't. He's not a guy who wants to just stand back there stationary and rip it down the field. He wants to get out and run. He wants to use his legs, a la Stetson Bennett, to kind of get in a rhythm. I don't think Georgia's going to allow him to do that. Use good defensive end pressure, get our pass rush from our nose tackles, and Jalen Carter had a huge game yes, on Saturday, somebody we've talked about on this podcast in the past. Super excited to watch that freshman develop over the next three years. He had a big game. Guys like Jordan Davis, stuff in the run game, Devontae Wyatt, Julian Rochester. Just keep spitting them off and off and off and off. We can go on for a while at the kind of guys that we're going to rotate in and out. I think our defense bodes well for the Auburn offense, and that's why I think we're going to have another really good day on defense on Saturday. Yeah, so. and so we kind of, we touched on it right there at the beginning. The mm-hmm. spread uh, currently has – uh, I believe us favored by six and a half. Yeah. And so, what's your prediction for this Saturday? Do you think Georgia covers? Do you think Georgia wins? I guess first off is uh, yeah. a better question. Um, it's going to be low scoring. Well, not look super low scoring. It's going to be a struggle. I think Auburn's defense is really good. We've obviously, as we've touched on, struggled on offense to start the year. Our defense is really, really good. 
Auburn's offense still yet to be known because they got had a lot of short fields. I don't think we're going to be as careless with the ball as Kentucky was. I think Georgia covers, but I think it's going to be one of those backdoor covers. Probably going to be a late fourth quarter game, somewhere in the 17-20 range. I think we're going to get a late touchdown. I think Georgia wins Saturday night. 27-17, covers the spread, moves on to next week, 2-0. and so, okay. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, I had a similar outlook. Uh, I think it'll be a little bit lower scoring uh, than your prediction, uh, simply because, you know, I think our defense, like we touched on just now, matches up really well their offense. And then I continue. I think we'll continue to see some offensive struggles because I think that we'll also be adding another quarterback into what was already a competition last week. So that might make things a little bit muddier as well on that side of the ball to start the game. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think that – I think and hope that we will get a win uh, this weekend. Uh, I have it down as Georgia not covering, uh, score being 17-13. So yours would be a little bit better, and that's what I hope for. I can see that. I hope you're right and I'm wrong. I think we're going to see strides on offense. That's that's the only thing I can hope. Take what we didn't do well in week one. So everything and, and get better. gain yeah. on okay. it. Yeah. I think take what we did in the second half and expand on it. Yeah. Um, and the defense helped in the – was the – Key thing in the second half, we had a short yeah. we had a short field, and then the short field after the punt, we scored our first touchdown with the defense. So hopefully the defense can do the same for us this weekend. Yeah, I definitely don't want to rely on this, but it's not a bad thing that we have one of the top five defenses in the country that can keep teams at bay while our offense tries to figure it out. We or even score points. I mean, I mean, I feel like we've got a pretty good defense as far as takeaways go. Yeah. I mean, we had. Uh, a defensive touchdown this past weekend. We had another, didn't we? Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay, yeah. Six. Sorry, the, the look on your face there got me uh, confused for a second. And then uh, we had a, another turnover as well that put us in good field position. Yeah, Le- so LeCount had two picks. Uh, Stokes had a pick six. I mean, three interceptions that, that bodes well for a secondary. One interception, one takeaway is good. Three interceptions yeah. is phenomenal. So. So, yeah, I think, uh, you know, like you said, if they can keep us in the game long enough for our offense to kind of, uh, finally get stuff under control. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, both predicting Georgia win. As far as the rest of the SEC goes this weekend, uh, yeah. we're going to pick the games every weekend against the spread, keep a running tally, mm-hmm. I guess, and see who knows football better by the end of the season. So, uh, starting off this weekend, we have the Georgia-Auburn game, and we have UGA as six-and-a-half-point favorites. You already touched and said that you think they're going to cover, mm-hmm. and I think uh, that we won't, but hopefully still get the win. The next game uh, that we got down is South Carolina-Florida. Florida's uh, currently an 18-point favorite. Do you think they cover or not? I do. Um, Florida has a electric offense. Kyle Trask is phenomenal. Probably going to be a future NFL player. Kyle Pitts is a matchup nightmare, something I would pray that Darnell Washington develops into, um, that for a later day. But, yeah, Kyle Pitts, Florida's offense, the weapons, Darius Tony, guys all over the field that Trask and Mullen can scheme open. I think they cover. I just don't think South Carolina's got the firepower and offense to keep up with them. And I want to keep it simple and just say that I don't think that they will. So, uh I think they'll win and probably win convincingly, but you know, 18 points is just a lot of points. So yeah. Uh, moving on, uh, next game is 
Missouri and Tennessee. Tennessee is currently 11-point favorites. So what's your outlook for that one? I do not think Tennessee will cover. I'm going to say Missouri will cover that spread. and Tennessee still wins, but not by 11. You can tell how hesitant of a person I feel like I am by <laughs> all of my outlooks right here. I barely have any covers. Most of mine are don'ts. Uh, I also don't think that uh, Tennessee will cover. Once again, I think that Tennessee will get the win, mm-hmm. uh, just not covered on the 11-point spread. Next game is Alabama and A&M. Alabama is currently a 17-point favorite. Uh, so going into that game, who do you got, and uh, do you think that they cover? I've got, I've got Alabama, but not by 17. I think I don't think Alabama will cover 17. I think A&M's a really good team. They struggled against Vandy. They won't be like that all year. They should have been in the top 10 probably coming into the year. They'll, they won't lose by that much. This is actually one of the few covers I got, uh, primarily for the um, the point you just touched on. Uh, A&M looked pretty bad this past weekend against Vandy. Bama looked dominant at the beginning of their game. There was some, you know, they let off the gas there. Mm-hmm. But I want to say Alabama covers 17 points. I wouldn't be surprised if uh, they win by over 20. Uh, the next game is uh, Ole Miss in Kentucky. Kentucky's opening up, or sorry, not opening up, but they are currently six and a half point favorites. Uh, what you got in that game? Um, I've got Ole Miss out right. I think Ole Miss's offense put up points against Florida, who was going to have a bet, one of the better defenses in the SEC. I don't think Kentucky's got a defense that's as good as Florida's, and I don't think that Kentucky's got an offense that can keep up with them. So I'm going to take the lane train and take Ole Miss outright. Gotcha. Well, uh, I'm a little less aggressive than you. I'm, I'm just going to say uh, Kentucky doesn't cover, but I could certainly see you know Ole Miss winning, like you said. Uh, next game is LSU and Vandy. LSU is currently 20-point favorites. Uh, I'm going to say that they cover on that because uh, Vandy is Vandy. So. Yeah. I went back and forth. I think honestly, at the first I said they weren't going to cover. I think the uh, I think the Tigers are going to cover. I think that LSU is going to bounce back. They got the ball thrown away all over them by Mississippi State last Saturday. They're going to be pissed off. But my my Leach teams throw all throw all over everybody. Yeah, and you know, I mean, they did lose some guys though. So, uh, so I've got LSU covering. Next game is. Miss State uh, with Arkansas. Uh, State is currently 17.5 point favorites. Uh, I have them covering that. They looked, as you said, lethal this past weekend. Uh, Arkansas looked good, but we think that could have just been uh, some UGA uh, problems on the offensive side of the ball. So uh, I'm going to say the cover. What do you think? Yeah, I'm going to say the cover. Mike Leach's offense has been good everywhere he's been. He's never had athletes like he's got at Mississippi State. It's going to be scary what they're going to do to people. I'm probably on offense this year. Yeah, I feel less confident about our game against them now. I was really happy at the beginning of the year that we drew Arkansas and Mississippi State, and you know I'm still I'm still glad about the Arkansas, even though despite the first half. But the Mississippi State game, I'm a little less uh, thrilled about yeah. now. So Mississippi State covers. They cover the 17 and a half. So that will do it for this week's SEC slate. Um, I'm looking forward to the game on Saturday. Like we've said, we're confident. We both think we're going to get a win. Real quick, who do you think is going to uh, – which quarterback do you think uh, gets the most minutes and also ends the game? So it doesn't start, but gets the most minutes and ends the game, which is probably more important. So who plays the most? Yeah. JT Daniels. Okay. And you think he ends it as well? As I do. The- I, think once he, I think 
once it's going to be kind of like Eason was when he took over, what kind of like Fromm was when he took over. When JT gets it, he's going to keep it. I, don't, yeah. I think it's his to ride with. It's he just has to take it. Is is the way I see it. Okay. Yeah, I'm in agreement. Right. Well, I think that does it for this episode of Between the Mocks. Yes, sir. That will wrap it up for this week. We look forward to getting back with you guys next week to wrap up Auburn, which hopefully is another Georgia win, and to look forward to the Tennessee Volunteers. Um, That's always a big one. It's one of the ones I look forward to the most every single year. Um, It's a lot of bracken rights. Yeah, make sure we're kind of in the Chattanooga area, so that kind of makes sense. Yeah, so thank you guys for listening, and we will talk to you guys next week. Yeah, and go dogs. Go dogs.